the visual capitalist sends out uh, a daily, I think it's about daily, visual kind of either chart or graphic that just outlines a whole bunch of things. And so I sent this one to Jessica after I saw it. And it was the reasons why people start a business, the top reason in each state. In today's economy, more people than ever are looking to buy and sell businesses. But how do you do it? Welcome to The Deal Board, presented by Transworld Business Advisors. Straight talk about real deals and real people. Listen to stories, interviews, and expert advice to help your business sale, merger, or acquisition process. Now, here are your business exit experts, Andy and Jessica. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to a very interesting Deal Board podcast. I like... I get a lot of newsletters on my email, and there's one that I really like called the visualcapitalist.com. Maybe it's just because I like pictures, Jessica. You're a visual learner. It's okay. Most of us are. <laughs> right. Uh, especially guys, I think. So uh, the visual capitalist sends out uh, a daily, I think it's about daily, visual kind of either chart or graphic that just outlines a whole bunch of things. And so I sent this one to Jessica after I saw it. And it was the reasons why people start a business, the top reason in each state. So they went through the 50 states, I guess, pulled a bunch of people, uh, not visual capitalists. It looks like on deck did that. It was through the U.S. Census Bureau, correct? Correct. Yeah, it was the Census Bureau's data. And then on deck um, had the data summarized and then visual capitalists made this awesome infographic. And it's a neat visual. It's a neat infographic. You can go to uh, Visual. Uh, we'll we'll put the link in uh, in the show notes, and and you could check it out. But you know, we thought it was really kind of it's very similar reasons why we hear people buy businesses, and so we just wanted to go through those reasons with you. We'll talk about the different areas that was this was the top reason, and maybe why. And maybe this will, you know, kind of get everybody going out there for reasons why they want to buy a business. Yeah. And and we haven't talked about buying um, for a few episodes now. We've been really focused on the sell side. But, um, you know, the the interest to buy a business is still very prominent. Um, we've talked a little bit, even through the pandemic, how it crept up and there was more interest in buying a business. And that's held strong. Um, even with interest rates rising and different things changing in the macro environment, more people want to buy a business now than ever. And I think these reasons and why this infographic and this article stood out to us is like, you look at it and you're like, this is why. This is why we hear buy, what buyers say to us every single day when they tell us they want to start their own thing. Yeah. I, I And we're seeing that. Uh, I think we're seeing the whole marketplace turn around. Uh, we talked about interest rates. We talked about how it might have slowed things down a little bit, but I think everybody's gotten used to it. And so everybody's looking to the other reasons of what's kind of motivating them to buy. So let's go right down the seven reasons that they outlined as the top reasons uh, for people to start or buy a business in the different states. Yeah. And, and these are in no particular order. We're kind of just going to go in order across the country, um, how it's visually laid out. So the first one is flexible hours. And you see this mostly in Colorado and the Pacific Northwest in Washington and Oregon, which both of us are very personally familiar with um, me living in Colorado for the last, you know, 15 years or so. And Andy, your daughter's in Washington. So we know the culture there a little bit. So do you think that one's true for that area of the country? 
I think it is. I, I, I think both of those areas are known for their outdoor activities. And uh, you've lived in Colorado. I, I know that the weather can change depending on the hour, right? So they want to have that flexibility to go outside, perhaps can go hiking and do other outdoor activities. And I, you know, I, I think some of these reasons also, you know, the population may be a lot of growing families. So maybe mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah. And younger Colorado tends to be like growing families, but younger, I think. So one of my first uh, Colorado experiences as an employer, um, I had moved out to Aspen. This is before I owned my own business, but it was, I was managing um, a construction project for a New York firm. So moved out to Aspen living and working out there. One of my first days on the job, I show up, get there after trekking through the snow, there was about two, three feet of snow. And I get there and my entire sales team is not in the office. So I'm freaking out, right? And I'm like calling back to New York and like talking to my colleague there. And then one of the receptionists pulls me aside. She's like, don't call New York. I was like, why? She's like, it's okay. It's a powder day, right? They'll be in after their first turns on the lift, right? And uh. that is like Colorado in a nutshell, right? Is, and I think Washington and Oregon is similar. People want to take advantage of the outdoors, um, they want to live their lives. And I think because you've got the younger demographic that is so active and so outdoorsy, they work just as hard, right? But that flexible hours thing is super key. They want to work where it fits into their lifestyle, not let work determine their lifestyle, if that makes sense. It's very interesting. And I completely goes against how I grew up or I mean, imagine I, you know, me being ex exported from New York to Aspen, and that's like my first day at work, right? I'm like mind blown. <laughs> but, but um, I think that, yeah, I I'm with you. I just, I guess you know, certainly people, you know, and I know some of those people. In fact, the uh, my nephew who lives out in uh, Colorado now, I think he lives he lives this. I mean, they they work in the music industry and they do you know, they have flexible hours. And I, I think that's what appeals to a lot of young people these days. And I think it's going to happen more and more. So, hey, buy a business, start a business, you might have flexible hours. Yeah, I always tell people you could work whatever 24 hours a day you want to work. So exactly. It's always flexible. Exactly. And that all being said, like there is some very successful entrepreneurs in all three of those states. And you can design a lifestyle that works for you when you own your own business. So I think it's a great reason to buy a business. Right. Well, the next reason is probably the biggest reason why I started or bought businesses uh, because I wanted greater income. And of course, I mean, you know, a lot of people feel like they're pigeonholed in their job. They feel like uh, perhaps they didn't get the education that immediately got them into a higher paying job. Perhaps they don't have the resources to go and get that education. So they think that taking the path of owning their own business is that they have no upper end limits on their income. And I think a lot of people buy businesses for that reason. Yeah. And this one is probably the greatest represented reason on the map. I mean, you see it as the number one reason in in Nevada, Arizona, Texas, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, North and or North Dakota, Minnesota, Jersey, uh, New Hampshire. So it's really Florida, Alabama. It's really all across the U.S. and in a lot of different regions of the country. Yeah, it's pretty interesting that it kind of settles in like 
all of a sudden like New Jersey out of nowhere, that's kind of like it. And then certainly Florida and Alabama and, you know, you're kind of looking at it and it doesn't kind of coincide with some of the big metropolitan areas like uh, maybe Jersey does with New York, but you know, Chicago, that's not the reason California, that's not the reason, Uh, you know, Florida, I always used to say in Florida that there's really no super high paying jobs in Florida. You know, you couldn't move to Florida. And I always used to tell people, hey, you can't move to Florida and expect a hundred thousand dollar salary unless you're in sales or unless you work for, you know, in the medical field. Other than that, there was no real industry, like huge industry that's paying a lot like California, like the Pacific Northwest with tech and, uh, you know, things like that. So I think it's kind of the that's the reason. I mean, I, I guess it's in Chicago. I'm sorry, it, it, it is in Illinois, but um, I don't know. Yeah, well, you just you just see it, most of the Midwest um, has this as the reason too, right? Which would indicate that as there's no huge metropolitan areas, huge big tech industries or things like that. You know, it might just go to um, to the ingenuity that you see in some of these states and and the. Uh, desire for that uncapped earnings too. Um, it is interesting. It doesn't like coincide either with any of the states. I mean, this is 2020 data, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I was going to say- It looks it, like a big breadbasket thing, right? Yeah, it does. So it yeah. doesn't even coincide with like the escalating costs of living um, because this was before you, you saw the cost of living take off in states like Florida and Texas, and it's not correlated in the other states either. So it might just be- a general um, American dream and American belief to increase your income. And, and there's not another reason in those regions that trumps that one. It's a Midwest sensibility thing along with Texas, Florida, you know, kind of like people, Arizona, people who are looking to make it big. So good for them. And Nevada, you know, yeah, Vegas. Well, always. But Roll I mean, it's so, it's so true. Like owning your own business, does it always give you greater income? No. But does it have the potential to give you more income than any job? Yes, because it's uncapped. You really control your own future and destiny. We've talked all about that a lot, Andy. It's really probably the number one reason I went into business for myself too. And if we reference back our one of our last podcasts about working hard, right? If you work hard, you can have greater rewards than any job. Agreed. Agreed. So what's our next one? Uh, so the next one is balance work and family. Um, so kind of back to the flexible hours, but more pulling in this family lifestyle and making sure that you have some balance in your life to spend time with kids and family, whatever that means for you. This is also another one that's spread a little bit all across the country, right? Yeah, it's weird though. There seems to be pockets, right? So there's this pocket of Utah, Idaho, and Montana. So you're thinking like not very populated areas, um, very rural, uh, but again, maybe a big sense of family there. Same thing, Oklahoma and Arkansas, two very kind of vast open land kind of places. And then uh, North Carolina and South Carolina, which is not really open land kind of area. But interestingly there, maybe there's... Uh, a lot more uh, folks that, you know, are very family oriented in those areas. Maybe there's a bunch of young families working there. Maybe there's bigger families there. You know, Utah, you think of people who 
you know, historically have huge families or even in Oklahoma and Arkansas, you know, like these big families there, you know, yeah. maybe that's. Well, and it is a, re- a top reason we hear um, for people to buy businesses a lot, right? You know, I, I hear a lot of people that are interested in buying businesses and you ask them why, and they say, I want to be at my kids' soccer games. I want to be able to go on vacation with my family and not have to worry about PTO or leaving early and things like that. It's definitely one of the top reasons we hear on why people want to buy businesses as well. Okay. It's a, it's a good one. I mean, it's interesting for sure. Um, and it's interesting that it had those little pockets. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the next one, which is again, family oriented. Uh, and I think it's interesting where these happen too. So carry on the family business. You're thinking about, uh, obviously a lot of businesses need to change hands over the next, you know, decade, as we keep saying, baby boomers are getting older. And, uh, in our past episodes, we talked about the trillions of dollars of, of value and earn and, wealth that needs to change hands between gen uh excuse me baby boomers and gen xers and gen y's so where did this kind of show up so again a little bit all over it's a little bit midwest focused with wisconsin indiana west virginia ohio pennsylvania but then you've got maine louisiana alaska can't forget about alaska um so a little bit all over but you do have that pocket of midwest again um that you're seeing and you do see some older businesses in that area, some multi-generational businesses, um, especially with more of like the the manufacturing type ends of the industries. So that that makes sense. Alaska probably makes sense because I, you know, you don't have a whole lot of buyers, although it is a growing market for Transworld. It is. Um, it's a great yeah. market. So um, so that that could make sense too. And then Louisiana, I mean, got some a little bit more rural industry out there too, but Gen, def, definitely like that intergenerational, multi-generational business in Midwest is very typical of what you see. Yeah, you're seeing that rust belt, right? The steel jobs, the, you know, maybe maybe a lot of, like you said, uh, small manufacturers, uh, kind of uh, even oil uh, businesses in Pennsylvania and like, uh, you know, Eastern Ohio. Yeah, a lot of a lot of generational family businesses, Wisconsin with the cheese industry, maybe Alaska with the timber industry or the fishing industry. Same thing in Maine, right? That yes, fishing yeah, yeah. industry. You could think of those people who own the boats or the lobster uh industry, where they're gonna pass it down from generation to generation. One of my favorite TikTokers, TikTokers is a guy who owns a uh lobster business. And he keeps talking about it. He, you know, he pulls a, a an ancient lobster out and he says, oh, my great grandfather might have, you know, caught this very lobster. And, uh, you know, that shows you that, you know, that business has been in his family for over four generations. So, yeah. So it's, it is interesting that it's on as a reason that people start or buy businesses, right? Because a lot of these plans sometimes are put in place when, you know, the next generation is born that you're going to take over this business. But it's good that, because we've talked in previous episodes that that intergenerational transfer is dwindling and the next generation doesn't want to take over. But a graphic like this and some data like this just shows you that there are still a large contingent of people that are keeping on the tradition of family businesses. Right. So what's the next one? 
The next one is it's the best avenue for ideas. Um, so I take that as innovation, right? So you want to start a business for innovation. Um, and <laughs> go ahead. Some of one, I know one of these states I think is very stereotypical, but where the, where is this one popping up? Well, it's popping up in Virginia and mm -hmm. of course in New England, which is very interesting, but you think about it and of course, California, right? So you have California and you have New England, you have that whole kind of like Harvard kind of like very top schools, uh, Ivy League schools that are generating ideas, lots of medical stuff going on in that area as, as we know. And then of course, Cal California with Silicon Valley, uh, things like that. But you're seeing some other areas like Georgia, which also has a pretty big uh, college in technology and research and New Mexico. Why New Mexico? Yeah, so New Mexico is really interesting. There's not, I mean, there's some great universities and things like that, but there's not big universities. The one thing I can think of is there's not going back to our conversation about opportunity and there's not a lot of great innovation and opportunity in New Mexico right now. And maybe that's showing, but there is a lot of influx of people leaving different states like California and even Colorado moving to New Mexico. Um, so maybe those, those innovation, those ideas are something we'll see New Mexico known for in the coming years. Maybe this is a leading indication for us. Yeah. And I think that Washington, it looks like Washington DC as well. So you just think about all the money kind of flows out of Washington DC and there's all kinds of uh, research hospitals in that area. And you think about the museums and you think about the schools again, seems to kind of float around like some really big schools that are into innovation. So it, it, it I it kind of makes sense. You know, the next one is pretty interesting. Um, a family or friend role model. What, mm. I mean, I guess that you know, people are, are encouraging other people to go out there and uh, start a business or buy a business. And I don't know, it's like big brothers and big sisters huge in these areas. I'm not, I'm not really sure because I'm not involved in that organization, but you do <laughs> see, I mean, it, you do see again, this Midwestern down to the Gulf coast kind of um, pattern here from Michigan, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi, um, where family is is super important. You have those close-knit relationships. You also have South Dakota in there too. But it does make me want to dig in a little bit. And maybe they have some great mentorship programs in those states or some um, entrepreneurial in incubators uh, that are facilitating that idea generation to go into business. It's a Huck Finn thing. I mean, they see him <laughs> painting the wall. <laughs> Yeah, and he, and he gets them to to paint the wall, and I mean it, it's it it is pretty interesting. And again, uh, you know, you're just trying to think of the organizations that might be pushing that, and um, you know, maybe it's uh, you know, there there's big sports, uh, you know, uh, colleges in these areas. You're thinking Michigan, you're thinking Kentucky, you're thinking Tennessee, you're thinking Mississippi, South Dakota's in there too. I'm not quite sure why. But you're thinking about these big colleges that might import a lot of people um, or these areas that might be growing in population where they don't necessarily have family, like in those other areas that were, you know, are much more established and having generational families. So maybe those areas are not as generational, but they have more mentorship 
things going on. I, I think it's pretty interesting. Yeah. But either way, it's good that there's someone out there, uh, a friend, family, or role model that's encouraging people to strike out on their own and, and give it a go with entrepreneurship. It's the reason that we continue to be able to generate such great ideas and businesses in the U.S. Right. And so then the last one is least represented um, on this map, but we know that cycles will change this. Um, so, and, you know, this data, the cycle was good, but the last reason is they can't find a job. Um, and that's only represented by two states, I think, is New York and is that Delaware um, at this it point. But again, this is 2020 data. And you and I have had conversations that, you know, when, there's that environment where it's harder to find a job that becomes a more prominent reason for buying or starting a business. Yeah, it, I think it's interesting that it's New York and Delaware. Um, you know, I could anecdotally say that, you know, I could definitely see that upstate New York area where they've had a tough time with uh, population growth, where it's actually been decreasing in the upper areas of New York, maybe even New York. I mean, New York City is always increasing because of immigrant population. But, you know, we did see some jobs leaving the the that area, especially in 2020. Uh, but this was the 2020 census. So, you know, you would think that that hadn't quite taken effect yet, that this might be more of a re reason uh, in the future. But listen, it was kind of the reason I started my first business. Uh, I couldn't necessarily find a job. You know, I got out of college and it was a tough, like you said, job market at the time. Uh, you know, so it was, you know, do I continue to wait tables or do I try my hand at, you know, starting a business? So I, tr I started a small business. I was selling cell phones. And uh, I, I, I think that could be more of a reason, certainly in the future. Uh, that people won't be able to find jobs. I mean, think of automation and AI. We might have this a lot. And I think franchising could be a big part of this. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, franchising usually is a good lead um, where we see a lot of franchise sales during a during a specific economic period. And you can see that it's filling the gap for some of these jobs and really bridging um, that road to entrepreneurship from people who aren't maybe quite confident enough to go and start their own thing. Um, I started my own business in 2009 was my first business. Um, so we all know why that was <laughs> 2009 was pretty self-explanatory, right. but it, it is, you know, I, I think it's always one of the top reasons, right? It might not be, they can't find a job, right? It's they can't find the job. And we pull this all together that supports their work and family lifestyle. They can't find a job that gives them the great income opportunity. Um, they can't find a job where they feel like they can generate great ideas and innovation. They can't find a job that gives them the flexible hours. It's kind of all encompassing. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people end up becoming entrepreneurs or buying a business is because they find that it's just not quite a fit for them to continue to work for someone else. And their only answer is to work for themselves. Yeah, I, I agree with you that like, this is a great list of things that the reasons why I went into my own business, the reason why you went into your own business, the reasons we hear every day at Transworld, uh, why people want to start their own business or go into business or buy a business. They're just basically frustrated with one of these items. And it could be any one of these items, but I guess in some of the different states, people answered that question 
uh, more often than not than one of these things. But I, you know, kind of all these things kind of lined up is a perfect reason for you to go out there and buy a business. Yeah. So if you're sitting here and you're thinking, okay, that's me, that's me, that's me. Um, we, we don't talk about this every episode, but Transworld is here to help you buy a business and guide you along your journey. Um, you can reach out to any of our agents across the country. Um, and we really hope you found this episode valuable. We uh, wouldn't be doing our jobs if we also didn't have a few listings of the week and deals of the week to sink your teeth into. So we got that coming up as well. Yeah. So listen to those deals that I deals that we get some ideas, listening to that listing of the week and go out and buy it. So it's a great time, still a great time to buy business. So let's get out there and do it. Let's do it. Transworld Business Advisors is the world's largest business brokerage and mergers and acquisitions firm with over 500 brokers in nearly 200 offices worldwide. Transworld's team handles thousands of business sales every year. To be connected with a qualified business broker or learn more about the buying and selling process, visit tworld.com forward slash the deal board or call 888-719-9098. Hey, Andy, do you know what time it is? It's time for our deal of the week. Deal of the week. Sold. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It is deal of the week. And we have Jason Blair from Trans World Business Advisors of Portland. And Jason just closed one this morning. Yeah, I closed an event center. Uh, it's a small event center that does uh, weddings, uh, other private events. Um, it was a It was a pretty fast deal. Nice. Uh, we listed it. I think uh, when did we listed it? it was in April of this year, and just closed it uh, today. So um, basically, they wanted to go through with due diligence, and then at the end of due diligence, wanted to close right away. So there you go. A lot of moving and shaking to get it done, but it was a it. strategic buyer, right? Yeah, strategic buyer. They owned a little tea shop, and they wanted to make sure that they wanted to. They had a lot of inquiries about events and weddings and so they just wanted to have another facility that they could transfer it over to so sounds like a great deal good deals yeah. for good people right yeah good deals for good people all right what how much did it sell for again uh ended up selling for 140 nice one yeah. nice small business there's a lot of work in progress that we had to kind of work through but yeah it's a great little small business and um it's been around for 10 years so i think the new buyers are going to be really excited about it and um make it even more profitable so excellent jason What's the best way to get in touch with you? Jay Blair, that's J-B-L-A-I-R at tworld.com or direct 763-269-1979. Excellent. Thanks for coming in. Thanks. Hey, Jessica, you know what time it is? Money time? Almost. It's time for listing of the week. All right, we're back. We're talking listings and it is listing of the week. And we have Michael here from Transworld Business Advisors of Portland. Michael, tell us about your business. Oh, it's a doggy pet wash. This one's unique because it's a self-wash. So this, this couple has been doing this business for about 20 years. Wow. And they've got really great facilities. They've separated the washing from the grooming area and mm -hmm. they've got six stations for each and so there's never a, a, a wait so customers can drop in and it's an uh a quaint part of town there's plenty of parking they've done really really well and they're just ready to retire so 
I've gotten so many calls in this listing and there's a ton of interest. People love pets and uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do when I sell this because I've got a ton of leads. I'm going to have to find another pet business. We're going to have to find another pet business like we were talking earlier, maybe a yeah. franchise. So yeah, there we go. What's the best way to get in touch with you? If, if you have a pet business, you want to sell it, you got to call Michael. He's got some buyers. Oh yeah. Mweitzel at tworld.com direct 503-522. 5708. Call me anytime. Excellent. Great job. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show today. If you like the podcast, share it with your friends on social media. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app. If you have questions, would like to appear, or have suggestions for topics for the show, get in contact with us through our website, thedealboardpodcast.com.